shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. This is Carlos Enrique Guzman and you're listening to episode 81 of the Human Hope Podcast. I got one question for you. Y'all ready for this? Come on, come on. What is good, fam? Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast. Live from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm welcoming those of you listening in your earbuds, in your cars, on your walks. I don't know what you're doing when you listen to podcasts. And I'm also welcoming those of you on YouTube. If you want to watch this, if you want to watch me talking to a microphone, which is really all this is right now, maybe we'll get fancier one day. Uh, You can go to, oh shoot, what is it? I think I think it's human hope video. No, human yeah, human hope video dot com boom and presto you're on the YouTube channel. Uh we got 381 subscribers. We are going for I'd love to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. That means listen, if you go to YouTube to uh to watch your, I mean, I don't know what you'd watch on YouTube. I, I, I'm subscribed to like a lot of soccer YouTube channels, ESPN, all those things. Um, or I mean, you, maybe you're a knitter. Maybe you like to watch knitting videos. Maybe you're like my son and you watch Minecraft videos, even though he doesn't even play Minecraft anymore. Uh, whatever it is on YouTube, make sure you guys head to humanhopevideo.com and uh, yeah, join the party over there. Um, ah, here we are, episode 81, and um, I was going somewhere with the video thing. What I, where was I going? Well, I don't know. Just subscribe on there. Make sure you're subscribed on the audio platforms that you're listening to as well. That would be very helpful for me and uh, the platform and the partners, which allow the podcast to happen today. Um, today's a good day 
today started off early for me. Um, I'm actually recording this on October 18th, 2022, uh, which is a whole two days before the podcast comes out. Just call me changed, call me a new human being, but that's what uh, I'm doing this week. I'm, I'm trying to get this done because I'm flying to Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas tonight. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday, 19th birthday today. Um, those of you on YouTube can see that she gave me a manicure last night and painted my left ring finger black, not finger, but the fingernail. Uh, happy birthday, Sayana. I'm grateful that you're alive. I love you. And yeah, it's happy birthday. So I, I woke up this morning at 5.55 a.m., drove to Opryland, uh, the Gaylord Opryland Resort over by the airport in Nashville, Tennessee, and spoke to my new friends at Neighborly. Neighborly, they have like 30 brands, like Mr. Rooter, like they do home and home stuff and yard stuff. And uh, it was cool. It was, it was amazing. So I got to speak to them this morning really early for an hour and 10 minutes, which was a the strangest amount of time for a keynote, uh, but did that came home, um, had a little birthday breakfast with Sayana. She went to college. Uh, she goes to college here in town and she'll come home and we'll have a little dinner tonight. And then I fly to Austin, Texas tonight. Um, and then I'm in Austin for literally 19 hours. Then because I land at 1am and then I fly to Peoria, Peoria. And I don't think I'm going to have time for a meetup in Austin, but I will in Peoria. But by the time you listen to this, it'll it, it's past time. So why am I even telling you guys all this? I just like to catch you up on my life, kind of where we're going, um, and just say, yeah, I love you. I'm glad you're here. Um, I really am. I want to talk about something today that we all struggle with. And when I say we all, don't act like you don't. Taking a sip of my coffee out of my Ember mug, not an ad. But Ember, if you want to advertise, feel free to come on over to the Human Hope Familia. And I want to talk about um, worry. I, I just want to talk about worry. Uh, I want to talk about how worry robs us of, of so much. And oh gosh, I'm trying to find a text message from a friend of mine that is going to help us with worry. Um, and, and this is the reason why I actually created a reel that I'm recreating because I, I want people to understand that worry and anxiety are like different things, right? So like, I want to hop into worry and, and just help us just really quickly, like not a, po- a long podcast today, but I want us to lean into what, what would it look like to literally dismantle worry? like on a daily basis. Um, and I'm going to use a, a couple of th- I'm going to use some teachings from some friends of mine. This is what I love about having smart friends is I just, I basically like they pour into my life and then I just re pour all that out back to you. Um, no, there's nothing new under the sun. And so today I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, when I start talking about this to two of my friends that really helped me with this, one of them has been helping me for a long time. The other one uh, just recently started helping me with this, but worry is something that you literally can control. It is controllable. It is something that um, I don't, I, I think a lot of us think, well, I'm just predispositioned. Tre- is that the right word? Predispositioned? Predispositioned? Pre- what am I trying to say? Um, we have a predisposition. 
Is that the word? <laughs> Can somebody hit me back on Instagram and let me know if that's the word I'm, ta- I'm talking about? Um, we're predisposed. Boom. I got it. We're predisposed to worry. <laughs> Is that even the word? I hope it's the word. Uh, we're predisposed to worry. And um, today uh, we are going to figure out how, even though we're predisposed, okay, um, even though that's a thing, that doesn't mean we have to be owned by it. That doesn't mean we have to be, um, it doesn't mean that, that it has to own us, right? Like your thorn may be in you, but your thorn doesn't own you. You know, there's a, there's a Bible verse where it talks about, uh, Paul talks about this thorn he has in his flesh. And I'm, I tell people all the time, yeah, yeah, we got thorns. It's fine. But don't let that thorn define you. Don't let that thorn own you. Yes, the thorn is real. The thorn hurts. But the thorn may be in you, but the thorn doesn't own you. You hear me? Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to lean into very quickly worry and uh, how, to, how to just knock it out. And I'm going to talk about really two, uh, three three different ways and three different strategies uh, we can use when it comes to worry. And then I'm going to give you a big chunk of hope at the end. So I need you to stick around to the end because there is a statistic I'm going to give you at the end that may be the only statistic you need to hear. It literally may be the only statistic you need to hear in order for you to stop worrying. Um, Because I worry, guys, I worry. Oh my gosh. I mean, can we just, let's just talk about yesterday. Like yesterday, I just worry. Um, I, I woke up, I had like a little bit of like tightness in my, like I was sore when I woke up and, and this is just, this is my problem. Not, not yours. I'm not putting this on anybody, but you know, sometimes I can get to where I'm worried about my health and in my soreness, I start thinking, well, I mean, like this is weird. I didn't exercise. So if I didn't exercise yesterday, why would my body be sore today? Oh, that must be, there's something wrong with me. So then I just start going down that path, right? And then I'm like, well, no, I mean, maybe it's something muscular. Um, maybe it's not just something that I'm not eating. Maybe there's something actually wrong with my muscles in my body. Maybe they're slowly, uh, and, and I just go and go and go and worry consumes me. And I started going there, but then I stopped because I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I learned some data yesterday. So this was Monday. I learned some data on Sunday. So it would have been yesterday. That is going to help me overcome the just literally knowing again, this little tidbit of data. You can go ahead. This is a podcast. You can skip all the way to the end. You can listen to it if you want, or you can listen to the full kitten caboodle um, that I'm about to give you when it comes to helping you with your worry. So uh, with that, what do you guys think? You want to step into uh, getting to a place where worry is no longer something that owns you. It's it's just something that maybe happens to you and then poof, it goes away. Uh, Sit back and enjoy what I think is going to be a really quick yet helpful conversation on how we defeat worry in our lives. Okay. How do we do this? What do we do? Uh, I think the first thing we need to do is define worry. Um, It needs a definition. (laughs) I just looked at myself on my camera for you YouTubers and realized I haven't changed since this morning's keynote at the Opryland Hotel. This is, this is business casual Carlos. I have a sweater on. 
Um, and now I'm worried what you're going to think. We're talking about worry. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried what you, what you're going to think. Uh, but nonetheless, let's, um, let's get to it. Let's define worry. Um, I'm going to define worry as this investing in a future you don't want. Oh, is that it? Investing in a future. No, that's not, that's not, that's not the definition of worry I want. <laughs> so funny. I'm not going to, I'm not going to delete that. I am, um, I am, I wrote it down wrong guys. Okay. Here, here it is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, let's, let's get to, here it is. Invest. Oh no, that is it. <laughs> that is, it. it didn't make sense while I was reading it, but it is it. Okay. Worry is investing in a future you don't want right? Because that's literally what you're doing. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. When I said it, it didn't make sense. Um, but then now that once I read it, it does make sense. Worry is investing in a future you don't want. So what does that mean, right? We're literally depositing, depositing our time and energy into the future, like, like that's what we're depositing our time and energy into. And we're, we're depositing our mind, our time and our energy literally into a future that none of us want. So like the thing we're worried about is the exact thing we do not want. Correct. Obviously nobody's worrying about things they want. They're worrying about things they don't want. And so if we're spending our time, our energy and our effort pouring that into a future we don't want, guess what we're going to end up getting? Yep. You got it, that future. Now, where did I get this definition from? I got it from a friend of mine, really good friend of mine um, named Mike Foster. And actually, when I was thinking about this, because I made a reel, um, again, that I'm going to post on my Instagram about this. You guys should be able to see that by the time the podcast comes out. But I was just kind of doing a lot of research on worry. And I remembered very specifically about, oh man, it, it had been seven or eight years ago. My friend, Mike Foster put out, he put out like this little course, this little like mini course on fear, but there was like this one little seven minute segment on worry that, uh, that I'm going to unpack today. So all credit for this worry stuff goes to Mike Foster. Um, first of all, uh, Mike needs to be on the podcast. I've been on his iterations of his podcasts. Um, but if you guys go to mikefoster.tv, um, Mike actually does this. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to call him a life coach. He like, Oh man, he's just such a wise, trusted voice in my life. And he's got all these workshops called the strongest workshops. He got one called the small gathering designed to equip you with the tools to live fierce, free and unstoppable. Okay. I'll sign me up. He's got a couple of those coming out in January and in February 23. You guys can sign up for that on his website. But this, I kind of looked everywhere to see if you could still get this little fear course, conquer your fear course. And I couldn't find it. Um, but the little seven minute segment, this little seven minute video um, is, is really what I want to unpack for us today. And um, that, that's what I'm doing. So that's where I got this definition. Mike defines worry as investing in a future you don't want. Okay. So instead of investing our time and energy into the future we don't want, why don't we invest it into the future that we do want? Okay. Um, because like in, instead of because what we're doing when we're investing in a future that we don't want, we're not dreaming anymore. Those, those, we're nightmaring, 
right? That's literally what worry is. We're nightmaring. We're not dreaming. We're nightmaring. Um, we're drowning. We're, we're spending our God given time and energy that we, I mean, nobody's promised tomorrow, right? No, none of us. So why in the world would we spend it? I'm talking to myself. Okay. Why in the world would we spend it worrying? Um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. So, um, something, uh, that he says is worry destroys the present you do have. Okay. Write this down. Game changer. Worry destroys the present you do have by imagining a future you don't have. Okay. Worry destroys the present you do have by imagining a future you don't have, right? None of us have a future right now. Like we're not in the future. All we have is today, but worry literally, literally is destroying the present tense. It's destroying. Let, Let me, let me go to, um, okay. Great example. I am shopping a book right now. Now look, I know I've got my book, how to human, uh, which comes out www.howthenumber2humanbook.com uh, to pre-order. And that's coming out in January, but I'm already, already on to the next one, right? Cause I just love to write. I love to, so I've got this proposal that I'm shopping and you know, I shopped it to a whole bunch of publishers and inevitably what happens is this is just, this is, this is what the human brain does. As soon as I, I pitch it to a publisher, right? I met with these incredible teams, all these amazing publishers that were all so kind to even give me um, 30 minutes of their time to pitch my book and the proposal. And every single time I would hang up from the zoom call and I would think, Oh my God, Oh my gosh. Did did you see the way Carlos, did you see the way that that person was like on their phone or looking to the set? They weren't even paying attention. You know why they weren't paying attention? It's because they don't like the book. They don't like the book idea. You know what means they don't like the book idea? That means they're not even going to send you an offer. You know what means if they're not going to send you an offer? That means that, um, that nobody's going to send you an offer that, that this isn't a book that publishers are going to want. You know what that means? That means you probably need to start looking for another source of income for 2024 when you want this book to come out because, um, obviously you're not going to be an author anymore. So you probably, I mean, I don't know what you need to do. You can become a podcast producer because you're producing your own podcast. Um, maybe that's what you need to do. And my mind will go there. Why? Because I'm a broken human. <laughs> because that's just what we do. Uh, and then after I do that, after every single one, I met with nine, I think nine publishers. And then my agent, Alex calls me. He's like, hey, we got nine offers. I'm like, oh, fantastic, Carlos. What did I do? What did I do during that, that, that time of worry? I robbed my, that present day. Like I literally spent time and energy worrying. I robbed and destroyed that day, the present day by imagining a future that didn't happen. (laughs) It literally didn't happen. And I gave this imaginary future. I gave it like everything. I gave it my energy. I gave it my emotions. I gave it my spiritual life. I was praying to God, God, show me what I need to do in life. Show me the next thing I need to do. I gave it everything. I got him. I um, it's just what worry does. There's a fly flying around me. Okay. Hang on. You guys have this bug assault thing. Oh, the safety's on. Boom. Got it. <laughs> That's actually disgusting. I just, 
I just shot a bug that landed on my laptop screen with a bug assault salt gun. <laughs> I'll clean that up later. Um, okay. Sorry. Um, please don't email me if you love flies and you don't like people killing them. I'm worrying about you emailing me. I'm done. <sighs> Guys, this is, this is, this is what I get. Okay. We've got the definition. We understand that worry destroys the present. We do have by imagining a future we don't have. Um, you got my example, right? So, so I mean, I'm just going to ask you right now, like what? Let's think about it. Think about it for a second. What's something in the last 48 hours? Just 48 hours. I could do 24, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say, uh, maybe some of you guys only worried two days ago. Not, not every hour of every day like I do sometimes. What is something that you worried about that hasn't come to pass? Well, what's something like, like, I think it's good for us to actually do this. What is something I'm going to give you a second here. What is something that you have worried about that you have seen not come to pass? I want you to be thinking about that right now. I want you to be thinking about that. Um, and as you think about that, we are going to go to a word from our partners. Um, but I, before we go there, I want you again to be thinking about what is something that you've worried about in the last 48 hours that has actually happened the opposite to where you, you can realize, oh, you know what? That is something that I gave my time to that I shouldn't have. Okay. So now a word from our partners. Oh, this first partner. Listen, I used this week. This week I used Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform for me, okay? It's a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. I didn't spend hours looking on all these job sites. I was looking for a project manager for a specific project that I have coming out, and I found them on Indeed. Now, I'm still in the midst of the hiring process, but I've, I used Indeed, and I love the process that they use. I didn't have to wait for anything um, because all of the employees were right there waiting for me. Indeed did all the work. I did one virtual interview. It was incredible. Indeed saved me time. Um, and again, I scheduled the interview. I messaged the interviewee all in one place, all inside Indeed. It saves me headaches. Um, it, it saves me time. And on average, applicants who scored really high on the reliability assessment, listen, they were twice as likely to be on time for work. And I saw that all, when I was looking, I was like, I need somebody that's going to be on time for my project. And Indeed made sure that I got the right people. So listen, this is what you need to do. I know that you need the right people in your company, so why not try Indeed? This is what I want you to do. Visit Indeed.com slash human hope and start hiring now, okay? Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then coming up next, we've got our partner, Butcher Box. Y'all know I love my tri-tip. Last night, we cooked some Butcher Box chicken up on my big green egg. Okay, so listen, Butcher Box is the meat delivery service that takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate free, and wild-caught seafood. 
humanely raised, no antibiotics and no added hormones. I love it. It just shows up at my door. So this is what I want you to also understand is like, I love tri-tip and the tri-tip that I've gotten from ButcherBox is actually better than the tri-tip I've gotten. I won't even tell you where I've gotten it from. I've gotten some real good tri-tip here in Nashville, Tennessee, but nothing has compared to, I mean, it's, it's like it came straight from the farm. Maybe it did. I haven't dug deep enough, but I need to let you know that ButcherBox is sending me incredible high quality meat. Okay, so whatever it may be, it could be the main course for Thanksgiving dinner. This is that's coming up. Thanksgiving is coming up. Butcher Box is offering our listeners free turkey with their first order. Hey, gobble, gobble, gobble. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash human hope and use the code human hope to get 10, excuse me, to get one 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box. Did you hear me? That's one 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box. That is butcherbox.com slash human hope and use the code human hope to claim this deal. Now back to the show. Okay. We got butcher box. We got indeed. And we're going back to worry. You guys are like, well, Carlos, like I'm worried that the what if like the meat that comes, like I'm worried about this. Carlos, I'm worried about what if I don't hire the right person? Listen, that's <laughs> why so I'm here because we're going to talk about this worry and I'm going to give you like an action plan on how to not get consumed with worry. First and foremost, ready? I need, I need to let you know that there are actual studies, scientific studies that show that it is a natural tendency. It is a human predisposition. <laughs> I said the word again. We're predisposed to worry. It is to see the negative. It's just who we are. Even if you're a positive person, we're predisposed to see the negative in so many things. So first of all, know that. And one of the things I love that Mike said in his little seven minute fear speech was that worry is a workaholic. Oh, isn't that so true? Like, do you guys know workaholics in your life? You know, people that, um, you know, they, they've got like no boundaries. Like they just work 24 seven. Listen, I, I may be stepping on some toes here. It may be you that is the workaholic. It may be you that is struggling with um, not having boundaries around your work. Well, guess what? You can work on that at some point. We'll have a whole other podcast on that. But let's just talk about how worry is just as bad of a workaholic as anyone that you know. What does that mean? Well, worry works 24-7, right? Worry works uh, when, when we're in it, when we're deep in it. First thing in the morning is the favorite time a day for worry. First thing in the morning, you open your eyes. You're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, the day's coming. And you already, before you even put two feet on the floor, you feel that foot on your chest. Why is that? Well, because worry is a workaholic. Worry works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Worry works at noon. Worry works at dinner time. Worry works in the evening time. But you know how you know that worry is a workaholic? Because worry works at 2 a.m. when you wake up, if you're in your mid 40s to go to the bathroom and need a bathroom break, like I do. And then I lay my head back down on the pillow and my, and worry starts going, Hey, yo, Los, <laughs> you're awake for a second. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that uh, I know you had that gig, um, cancel that, you know, was supposed to take care of uh, a couple weeks income. Um, yeah, I just need to remind you that you don't have anything to cover that. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Worry. How come you're telling me this at 2am? Oh, because I'm, I'm fine. But like, I'm cool. Like, like, like I don't need to sleep. And that's what worry is saying. Worry is a workaholic. Okay. Worry takes the concerns of tomorrow and allows them to break in today. Just busting down your door. Um, gosh, isn't it? 
It's just so true, you know, and what, what I, what I want us to understand is, um, actually, why don't we do this? I, I want you, if you have a piece of paper, I would love for you to write down right now, a sentence saying that I worried about this. Okay. Whatever that is. And then I want you to write the opposite thing that happened. Okay. It's one thing to like, think about it. It's another thing to write it down. So if, if you're, if you're again, jogging and you can't do it right now, just say it out loud. But if you have an opportunity to type it in your phone or write down a piece of paper, I want you to write out because there's something about writing it out. I want you to write out when a worry that you've had, the, the thing we were talking about earlier, I want you to write it down. Okay. Put it on a post-it. I want you to put it on your mirror or something just to remind yourself that you wasted time allowing worry to break in. And I know, I know it's difficult. I'm actually, I want to tell you a story about Sohela uh, and the time she was in the hospital and my worry versus her worry, um, because I think it's going to make a lot of sense to you guys. Okay. So for those of you that don't know my daughter, Sohela in 2019, um, and you can actually go back and you can listen to her explain um, her story on the podcast. Uh, I'll find the episode in just a second. But in 2019 in November, we had to rush her to the emergency room at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. And she um, she had these horrible chest pains. And I mean, it was... Um, it was awful. And so we, we go in and we're thinking, you know, she's got... Um, what's it called? Uh, pneumonia or cause she had this horrible cough and um, come to find out after we're sitting there. Cause the, do- the doctors are like, yeah, we think it's pneumonia. We took a, we took a CAT scan. Was it a CAT scan or MRI? I don't ever get those things right. But, and, and we see a lot of fluid in her lungs. So we're thinking that it's, it's that. And so we're like, I'm like, Ooh, guess what? My worry went away. Like they're like, we probably get you out of here tomorrow. We're like, sweet. Um, and then they, the doctors came back an hour later and they said, actually, um, we found a mass in her lungs and, um, we need to let you know, we, we think, we think this might possibly be lymphoma. So I went from worrying about pneumonia to worrying about cancer all in about 30 minutes. And I remember the, like, and now we're talking about grand worries, right? I I remember the nausea that kind of came over my body. I went into the restroom. I dry heaved and was, um, all, all in, all in with worry. I mean, it was, it was one of the most uh, potent versions of worry that I, um, that I've ever experienced. And so after I kind of pulled myself together, I walked back in the hospital room and I, I looked at, uh, I looked at Sohail and I was like, baby, you know, you know what lymphoma means? And I'm, I mean, I could barely even speak. I'm trying to, because I like, I, I'm so worried and I'll, I'll never forget my, Sohail looking at me and she goes, well, they said they think, so they don't know yet, right? This is my daughter who was just told by doctors that they think it's lymphoma. I said, yeah, baby. She goes, I don't have cancer. This is what she says to me. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, what a horrible time. 
What a, what a horrible time for you to doubt the doctors. So Hala, the, these are doctors at Vanderbilt university medical clinic, children's hospital. They know this stuff. They see this stuff all the time. She's like, no dad, I don't have cancer. Don't worry about it. So now listen, <laughs> I'll never forget just the juxtaposition between her and myself in that moment and thinking to myself, well, you know what? She's actually right. She's right because we don't know. We don't know yet. So she was like, why am I going to waste my present worrying about something that we actually don't know yet? Like, no, they just saw something. Nobody's done a biopsy. Nobody's done anything. And I watched my daughter not worry about it. She was in pain, massive pain, but I watched her not worry about cancer like I did. And it was, oh, I want to say 24 hours later. Um, when I was worried about cancer the entire time, when they took her for another um, scan and came back saying, hey, uh, the, the mass actually looks different now. It looks like there's like air inside of it. And I've never, we've, you know, we were in, on the oncology floor now. We've never seen a mass with air inside of it that's cancerous. So now we think it's an infection. So I had 24 hours to practice what I'm preaching here and I did a horrible job at it, but I also had 24 hours to watch my daughter practice what I'm preaching here and she did a great job at it. And so suddenly it went from like pneumonia to cancer to infection. Now, of course, were there still things to be worried about with the infection? Absolutely. We spent 29 days, I think in that hospital. You can actually, if you go back to um, episode 22 of this podcast, overcoming physical or emotional pain with Sohaila Whitaker, um, we, she goes into the story and that that's a podcast you guys are going to want to listen to. But all that to say, I want, I want, I want you to hear me because I was inviting something into my life that didn't need to be there. I was inviting worry into my life when it actually, it had no grounds to be there. Yes. The doctors even told us something, but they said they think right? And it's, it's virtually impossible for us to do this on our own, which is why, you know, you guys know, like I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God. Um, I know some of you guys don't and you guys use whatever tools you need to, uh, but this is one of the tools I use when it comes, um, when it, when it comes to worry. And this is something I've heard Mike say, this is something I've heard, um, some of my pastors say it's, um, it's, it's actually incredible. Um, how, if we do this, it'll help with our worries. Okay. So this is like an applicable tool, handlebars for this worry conversation that everybody can use. Um, first, first, what I want you to do is I want you to list your worries. Okay. I want you to list them out, uh, like on a piece of paper. So whatever they are. Okay. So, um, for instance, um, my worry right now is, okay, I am flying to Austin tonight. I'm going to be, uh, getting it at 1am. I have to give my talk at 8am. I have to write a brand new talk that I just found out today. I got to write. So like, I'm not going to have time to write that talk and it's probably not going to go very well. And people probably aren't going to like me. <laughs> there it is. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> write it down. Okay. Then I want to assign, I want you to assign categories to your worries. So these are the buckets you can put your worries in. Okay. Again, I got this from Mike on his little fear course. One of the buckets is you have full control over this worry. Okay. 
Second bucket is you have partial control over this worry. And the third bucket is you got no control over the worry. So once you list them all down, I want you to actually throw these worries into these buckets. Now, the ones that you have full control over, guess what? You get to write some next steps, next steps or action items on those things. So here's one. I, I actually, I have full control over this talk I'm going to give tomorrow. I can waste time scrolling TikTok on the phone on my flight to Austin, or I can write and practice an incredible talk. Guess what, Carlos? I have control. So therefore, that worry gets to go out the window because I'm going to write a killer talk. Okay. Now, partial control. Those are the ones that, you know, someone else has a little bit of control and we have a little bit of control. What I'm going to do with that one, what you're going to do with that one is remind yourself that it's not all on you. Okay. That other people have control. A lot of these are going to be in relationships. A lot of these are going to be, you know, you can only control what you can control, but you can still have your peace. So if someone else uh, is involved in whatever you're worrying about, you have full control over your peace. You may have not have full control over the situation, but you do have full control over your peace and you don't have to give them your peace, right? They, they can come at you. They can bring shame upon you. They can do all these things, throw it at you, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to give them your peace. So stick the, the partial control ones and do what you can, but then let go of the stuff that you can't control and don't let them steal your peace. And then the, the last one, uh, no control. If you're putting some worries in that, just remember if you got no control over it, then you have no control over it, right? We had no control of the time between the scan where they said, we think this is cancer to the biopsy, which they were planning, but they did a second scan instead where they said, actually, this we don't think this is cancer. Now, isn't this a funny thing? They said they actually said, we don't think this is cancer the second time. It still could have been, right? But I was affected by their words. It was someone else. It was, it was that partial control piece um, that I was allowing them to dictate my feelings. But the same thing was true when they said, we think it is and we think it isn't. It was still the same thing was still true. It wasn't cancer, but I was being wooed and, 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 you know, by this other person that was, has been thrust into a relationship with me that I didn't want to be in a relationship with, which were these doctors. Um, yeah, you know, so there, there's your buckets, full control, partial control, and no control, full control, write some next steps, some action items you can take right now. Partial control. Remind yourself it's not all on you. You know, do what you can for you, but then don't let them steal your peace. And then no control, man, you got, you can't worry about that. You got to hand that over completely to God, hand it all to God. Um, I, um, I, I want to actually let you guys, um, in on a little, a little secret. Um, I, still as a follower of Jesus worry a lot. This isn't something that just went away quickly. Uh, and when I come back, I'm going to give you a little sliver of information that I think is going to change the game for you. But we have one more partner really quickly that I want you guys to know about. And we talked about them last week, our brand new partner, brand new. You guys ready? United Faith Mortgage, they're, they're actually kind of cool, you know? And I know what you're thinking. You're like, wait, listen, have you noticed that mortgage 
companies aren't cool. And I'm here to tell you, you got a cool one here. Okay. Who needs a mortgage company right now? Well, interest rates are like through the roof. Uh, like who in the world is even thinking about this? Well, picture this for a second. Okay. Um, if you are struggling with bills, you haven't taken a vacation in forever. Uh, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, how in the world can I afford to do something for me? Would it be dumb to cash out some of that value you know, to use for some of this stuff? You can actually go to United Faith Mortgage and they will help you with those things. When rates settle back down, then you can refinance at a lower rate, but they will actually talk about that with you right now. Okay, so this United Faith Mortgage team, it, they're family run, they're faith focused, and they come with a direct lender advantage, right? They are all in one house. So it might be worth checking out their story. If you guys head to unitedfaithmortgage.com, uh, let me read you this little mandatory bit that I love reading really fast. Ready? United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp, Melvin, New York. For licensing information, go to N. MLSConsumerAccess.org NMLS number 1330 Equal Housing Lender Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything that instantly divides our life into a before and an after On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans I talk to people about navigating these moments their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. I've been promising you this little tidbit of information that that helped me tremendously, and it is going to help you tremendously as well. So my one of my uh, pastors and one of my good friends named Paul, he um he he had this little quote that he that he said on Sunday that I was like wait a second like you you got to you got to slow that down I wrote it down really quickly but I didn't get it get it all and it it was about um it was about worry and it was about how the things that we worry about don't really happen and I was I was like oh I mean listen I I know that but he's like no like there's data okay here it is this is so freaking cool um I'm going to find it here oh I've got to hit continue reading okay here it is. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, this is it right here. Um, we are all wired to worry, though how much we actually do depends on our genes. Okay. Um, Melanie Greenberg, a clinical psychologist in Mill Valley, California, and the author of a new book called The Stress Proof Brain. She agrees that worry can have an upside, but warns that too much of it can lead to, to problems. Okay, so maybe you read her book, The Stress Proof Brain, in order to stop worrying. Um, or maybe even knowing what some of the upside of worry is, but this is, this is what's crazy. She's through research found out that about 85% of the things people worry about never happen. Guys, 85%, 85% of the things we worry about actually never happen. Now that that's not it. This is This is going to blow your mind. We, we, we've got that. So if 85% of the things we worry about never happen, and then she found out that 15% or the 15% that does 80% of people said that it wasn't as bad and actually they were able to handle the difficulty better than expected. 
right? And it taught him a lesson. So we got 85% of things we worry about don't happen. And then the 15%, 80% of the people said that, well, actually wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. What that actually means is ultimately, listen to this, 97% of what we worry about is misperceptions, exaggerations, and apparitions, as Paul says. Isn't that crazy? 97% of what we worry about is misperceptions, exaggerations, 97%. So put that, put that stat in your head. Just that alone is going to help me go, wait a second. So uh, you're telling me that only 3% of what I'm worried about actually turns out to be as, as bad or as difficult as is that? Well, then I think I am good. Hey, there, <laughs> there it is. I told y'all it was quick. It was concise, but I think it's going to be really helpful for you guys. Stop worrying so much. Don't give tomorrow what you need for today. Y'all ready for this? Come on. All right, friends. There it was. Another episode of the Human Host Podcast. I'm so glad you guys hung out with me next week. I mean, listen, it's already, it is, it was 32 degrees in Nashville, Tennessee this morning. I had to put a coat on. So fall is officially here. And uh, next week, we shall be talking again, not about worry, but about something else that maybe takes control of your life when you don't want it to take control of your life. All right, friends, thanks so much for hanging out with me on another episode. And I will see you next Thursday on another episode of the Human Hope Podcast.